0: Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd. Uh, big news today. It is the, are you ready for this? 16th time for Pop Evil to co-host the L.A. Lloyd Rock 30. Lee Katie with us again. Dude, I, I when I went through my notes, I could not believe it has been 16 times.
1: It's crazy, man. It, we become good family over the years, for sure. It's an honor to be back on.
0: For sure. Well, before we start talking about music and everything you've been involved in or have been involved in, I, I gotta talk about this photo that you just posted on Facebook with you and Mike Tyson. So, now, you tell me the story behind this this looks (laughs) not every day you get to run into mike tyson man
1: yeah i mean it's 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 an older photo actually i think that that the uh it's uh we were we were having a good time in vegas and uh we were just we were broing out for a minute you know he was trading stories with me i was trading some stories back and we just and uh they were like let's take the pick and i'm like let's back to back man let's back to back he'd obviously totally knocked me out in a second so it wasn't quite the it was a little bit of a <laughs> there was a little bit of a size difference there but yeah i tried to stand up as tall as i could on my tippy toes to you know try to try to uh, at least be uh you know at least give him some kind of a compliment there with uh with with my rock and roll status so try to try to try to uh you know <laughs> just got, i keep thinking about that he was he was so fun man he was uh he, he, he Just a lot of good stories, man. A lot of laughter. The Mike Tyson voice in general. I just loved it. It was a great time. So,
0: Well, no matter when it was taken, uh, the good news is uh, it's all about the timing. And right after that plane incident, I mean, you couldn't. <laughs> it was a perfect picture, man.
1: Crazy, right? It's, it's, it's wild how sometimes those pictures from the past make so much more sense now in, in, in the time. So it was a cool shot, man. And uh, a great moment to use nothing but but love for Mike Tyson. So it was a good opportunity to uh, show the fans.
0: Sure. Um, We're going to talk about the new single, Eye of the Storm, a little bit later on today. But first, I wanted to talk about the uh, Vortex Tour, which, uh, you know, what a great place to kick it off there at Summerfest in Milwaukee on June 23rd. Now, I've never been to that festival, but it's right there kind of in your neck of the woods in the Midwest. So I got to think the fans there, along with that, you know, festival with everything built in, that is just going to be one hell of a way to kick off a real tour finally, right?
1: It is, man. And Summerfest is, is, is one of my favorite festivals of the summer. It's such a big event with so many different bands play. So even before we play, you can always kind of walk the grounds and catch as many great artists that, you know, I remember watching Howard Jones there, man. I remember Howard Jones from the eighties. I remember my mom listening to Howard Jones, man, when we were growing up, I'm like Howard Jones. So it's, it's definitely embedded in my mind. And he was playing right across the, uh, right across the, uh, uh, the street there when we played on that festival so i remember watching him last time we played there and just so many great memories man the wisconsin fan base is just so loving and everyone's so excited to finally be back it's uh definitely going to be a great opportunity to start the vortex tour uh, in milwaukee there it's gonna be great
0: well let's go back uh, just a little bit uh, not quite a year ago but summer of 21 uh, you know you had some dates booked to covid but haley you know who lives in the uk was having trouble traveling because of covid and all that Uh, matt had just recently left the band but you know as the old saying goes man the show must go on so talk about that time and what you guys were kind of going through there in the 11th hour to pull that off man
1: yeah stressful times i mean i think a lot of bands can relate just our story was very similar you know i was just trying to get all the things lined up and all the changes that were going internally with pop evil and and to you know have these tours lined up with the uh obviously the 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 mass conditions and then the vaccines and all the requirements that you know venues were had that we had to try to keep everyone safe it was a it was a crazy time but i know that as a team we were all excited to just get back out there and just just kind of get in the wild and and figure it out you know so tour was amazing you know we dialed it in about halfway through i ended up getting covid so Mm -hmm. um, that was that was a bit of a setback it took me it literally took me two weeks to get over i kind of got first week was really rough for me. So, um, you know, I felt fortunate enough to be back not have to cancel any, any more shows. And we added a lot of those canceled shows to the end of the tour as right. rescheduled. So it ended up being great, man. I mean, we were excited. I think we got, you know, we got done early fall, then went back out for, for another couple of weeks, I think there in uh later fall, early, early winter. And, uh, you know, we were excited to come back out to start the, you know, 2022, but fortunately, you know, those tours were in Canada and and in Europe. So, with uh you know, the 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 requirements that that, that kinda needed to, to happen to make that all work overseas and whatnot. Just didn't work out in that during time. So we had to cancel those tours, unfortunately. So I know we're definitely excited now to finally be back and to not have to think about any of that stuff, at least for the moment. So we're, we're looking forward to it.
0: Well, as we all know, this rock and roll thing is, uh, is great to be connected. And, you know, Joey Chicago uh, from Devoured the Day and even uh, going back to Egypt Central has been on the Rock 30 a few times. And from what I read when he came in there to kind of help you guys, he learned about uh, 30 songs in 36 hours, man. So, you know, props to him for that. But, uh, you know, tell me about <laughs> what he was going through and and the relationship that you guys had with Joey before uh, he actually came in and toured with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, our first tour, I think, ever was with Egypt Central, Mm. you know, and so we're really close to those guys. I mean, we we all kind of were around the same era, you know, so I know we've always stayed in touch and we've always talked about maybe writing together and doing some things, but, you know, life kind of happened and we just, never really made it happen i know we did a tour before covid with them and and uh with Devour the, the day and, and and skillet seven dust so i mean we we had a little bit of time there recently kind of to just kind of you know just kind of share some memories man and share some stories and then you know when the opportunity came um he was always the person we always wanted to play with and you know we're like joe you know he has two bands so we didn't know if he'd be interested but he was definitely excited about the opportunity and uh you know we just kind of you know we just were like look let's let's just kind of go one day at a time and make sure that you know, everyone, cause again, you know, uh, with Joey and his singer, Devour of the Day, Blake Allison, I mean, they're, they're really close and we're really close together as well. So we wanted to make sure everyone was respected and, you know, the lines were kind of, uh, you know, just drawn early that, you know, we weren't trying to here to, to, to ruin anything that anyone started or created. We want to em- embrace that and build on it. And, you know, as the touring started, to, to take place so last summer it just became apparent that we, we, we were all having a good time we all really enjoyed each other and uh you know we want to see where it goes so this album cycle you know we're gonna gonna give it a go and, and and you know see hopefully we can continue to grow and uh you know it's been a fun it's been an awesome experience getting to know joey and and, and blake and just kind of dive into some of those old stories we had you know with pop people in each central days but you know the stories now we had last last summer as we've been trying to really to build pop Evil and, you know, really take this new chapter for pop Evil seriously and to really, you know, invest in it differently than we ever had before. And you get that first, you know, that first, uh, you know, kind of uh, that first exposure of what we've been doing with eye of the storm,
0: not only for rock bands or any musician as far as that go COVID just simply changed people's lives. I mean, their focus, their goals, but um, you know, from a band standpoint, I mean, what kept you guys, you know, looking forward to the future, not giving up, um, you know, and and try to stay focused that you could obviously continue to tour, but, you know, also sit down and and write a new album as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I think the number one that kept us going was the fans. You know, you think about all those smiles and tears and and cheers that that they've given us throughout the years. And it just, when you get selfishly and start to doubt, maybe this isn't what I want to do, you know, and a lot of band members probably, you know, they all went through that and, you know, lives changed. I mean, the biggest fear for any band members to go in the real world and work a real job. So, right. you know, when you start doing those things and you realize that maybe you're making more money, maybe you're, it's less stressful for you. I mean, you know, we saw a lot of band members kind of go their separate ways and make those decisions on what's best for them and their families. And for the rest of us, you know, I think it was um, like a reminder that, look, this is what we love. This is what we were born to do. I know for me personally, it was never about the money or the fame. It was always about being able to just create music full time, you know? And I think that that once that kind of, uh, you know, uh, once that reminder became, you know, very prominent, it was important to just get back for the fans and give them to come back stronger, give them something, uh, some, some hope, some positive music that can help them fight this tough time. And it started with songs that helped us individually. And, and you know, breathe again was one of those on the, on the, on that last record that really kind of was like, look, we just want to, we just want to get back to doing what we love. We just want to breathe again and, and just hear that roar, hear that audience, give, give the fans and the meet and greet hugs, man, not wear masks and, you know, give them, invisible waves and high fives fake high fives fake shakes so (laughs) it was kind of like that that drive that kind of kept us going to be like hey man we're going to get out of this i don't know what it's going to look like when we're out i don't know how long it's going to take but when we do it's going to be, uh, we're going to be, there's going to be gratitude and there's going to be hope and there's going to be excitement. And I think we're seeing that for the first time with ticket numbers, at least that I've been hearing, I've been going up that people are finally ready to kind of, you know, get back out there and get back to that normalcy that is the touring summer lifestyle. You know right. I mean? It's just touring in general for us is, is, is all we know, you know, and to go to, uh, for, for those that have gone to real jobs and re- realize that, you know, maybe this is better for me. I mean, the rest of us have realized we've done those things and realized that that's not anywhere near what's best for us. So, you know, I think that there's that all-in mentality to really kind of do better, bring more to the table, um, try to elevate that sound and really create um, some some true some true precise um sounds and 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 ideology for fans when they think of pop evil you know like oh pop evil, oh yeah yeah that's this that's that we love those guys we want to come out and see them and and you know make it more of a priority band for for fans and we had to do that to ourselves and and uh work behind the scenes on these new albums and you saw a little piece of that on the versatile album but now taking it to a whole nother level uh this new one i mean we're we're excited for the future and uh, you know we're proud of the hard work we've been putting in and uh look forward to proving it you know every night come this uh, vortex tour this summer
0: well you've got a great team that's always been there for you your management your label and i was glad that you know everyone was kind of on the same page uh for the new single to get that out there for the fans you know as you are working on a uh, new album so uh before we play uh, eye of the storm uh, maybe take me back to kind of the beginning of where the the idea of the song you know started from and you know until it actually became uh, the final mix
1: yeah it's a great great story it's a great question um Started, I think we got off tour. I don't know, I want to say October, November, and we it just felt different. Obviously, Joey was playing with us, and it all different, different vibe. You know, I mean, the band really. Really gelled differently off stage after COVID. There was a lot more hugs, a lot more respect for each other, and a lot more love to kind of bring that energy that we have off the stage and and bring that into the future. Not only on stage, but bring it bring in our live show, but bring bring that energy um, on our albums. So, you know, the first uh, uh, first opportunity we had was around November. I think I went to LA, and and we all write differently, you know. And for me personally, I like to kind of go away. Um, I got, I got a, a, an awesome group of guys that I kind of work with out in LA that I just, again, being from Michigan, I just have always loved California cause it's so not like Michigan. <laughs> so I like to kind of get out there, get away from friends and family back home and just kind of dial in, you know, uh, that space and that vibe that I've built, you know, over the past, you know, 10 years out there in California. So it's, um, it's, it was nice to kind of get out there. And I, uh, the storm was among the first couple songs that were written and, and we knew, I mean, you know, even, even, even forward in that and writing is different nowadays too like it's not we don't all have to be there together Haley's in England so it's really tough um financially to just especially when the band hadn't played a lot of shows to just fly her back and forth so a lot of times you know we write you know on on our own and we'll zoom or we'll send these mixes back and you know kind of take the energy from that so that's kind of how the new era of of, uh, and I don't do studios anymore I do I do houses so I don't I don't. I don't like to waste the money of the studio and the fancy. I like the dirty house, the dirty, the dirty basement, you know, type vibe that reminds me of how I grew up. So I'm very different. I don't like the high end glitz. I don't want anything that looks like it's way too expensive. That, that's not the environment to write because. And they're like, you're on the clock, right? Writing is creative. It's it's all, it's all, it all happens naturally and organically. And, and I've tried to put myself in an environment with the band to just do whatever's comfortable for us, so the best ideas can kind of come out. So. When I the storm was written. I remember we were all stoked. We we're like, wow, this, this is, this is the next thing for pop evil. Like I can't wait to do this. And at that point we were talking about maybe a fourth single just coming off the two number ones with breathe again and survivor. I remember I got a call from the manager and it was like, look, I think we go with I had storm top of the year. Let's just do it at this point too. Those shows had been canceled the tours have been canceled. So, you know, we were really looking forward to give our fan base something to look forward to, you know? So with all the, 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 um, the 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 people being bummed out with these tours canceled we thought how about something new and fresh for them to look forward to to create that excitement all over again and i love the idea the bad news was i had to leave literally leave christmas night on a red eye straight back from michigan to an la so i mean family wasn't really excited about it but we knew that this song was special at least we felt and uh we wanted to do the things that to get this thing out immediately. And obviously for fans that don't know when songs are released, you got to do the work months before to make sure they can come out when you want them to happen. So I wanted to make the sacrifice, even against my own family's wishes for the fan base. So we could have something fresh and new and make sure that everything was, uh, going, you know, going smoothly. So the, uh, launch would be, uh, not altered in any way. So it was, uh, it wasn't necessarily the most fun I've had making, <laughs> making a single at, at that time. But, um, now it was so worth it and it was so exciting and uh, of course the music video all the stuff has really turned out we could really build these assets while we had the off time to uh make sure that the release was as powerful as possible for our fans
0: well you know the the thing that i really picked up there where you talked about uh, you don't work in studios any longer is is just that blue collar mentality that you've always had And like i said today's your 16th appearance i've seen the band grow up literally here and just that blue collar work ethic man you know no matter what stage you're at uh, you you still you're you're the same dude, man, the same that same attitude. I love that about that.
1: It's funny, you know, we're talking about vacations and a lot of my family and friends, they wanna stay in these Ritz and these Carlton's these high end hotels. We're like, nah, <laughs> nah nah we're not wasting our money on that. We'll we'll stay in the red roof inn, man, and spend the money on the experiences, you know. So it's 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 exactly right. I mean, the blue collar mentality is who we are. It oozes Pop Evil's bloodline. It oozes everything about our, our sound and our music. We're, we're, we're not afraid to embrace who we are. We realize we've been trying to find ourselves and we've had to evolve in the studio as the years have progressed. And and and, and I think what fan, even though we're doing this for the fans and the music as well, we're also doing this for ourselves and finding our journey. I think that's the best thing that doesn't get really talked about with musicians is the personal journey when it's all said and done, right? right. No one's, you can be judged by yourself and you want to be able to say, like, all, 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 the, all the trips, all, all the shows, all the smiles, all the stories behind the scenes with your brothers and sisters and our band members that, that, that kind of have let us got here. I mean, that's what, you know, true high fives and hugs are about. It's, it's taking some chances. And uh, you know, getting to the top or having success, having failures, you know, where we can be like, "Wow, you know, we tried, it didn't work. Fans didn't want that, you know." Yeah. And so, not being afraid to kind of explore that is very blue collar, you know. It's not safe. It's it's a bit, it's a bit uneasy. But that blue collar mentality is so true. I mean, we we do it this. way. I think that is the true modern day rock star nowadays.
0: It's not it is
1: fancy cars and the Ritz. It's the WalMarts <laughs> and the uh, the Kmart shopping and going to the sale rack and just figuring it out, you know. So, but still repping your roots, right? So that's even, right. I, gotta, I was yeah. just looking at here I was like, I got my this isn't so much people might say oh you're a hawks fan no i'm a michigan fan michigan state actually because this is a steve smith shirt so um, i was still wrapping my michigan roots when i can't <laughs> so uh it's just it's a, about embracing you know where we where we come from and, and and what you bring in this world we're such a small such a small voice and for such a small time you just want to be proud of the, the, where you came from and your roots and and uh that's truly what i think fans want to want more than ever especially in the social media era they want they want real, man. They want to just see what you're doing. They want to see that I'm parked on the side of the road here at this gas station because I'm ready to try. I think I got to do a couple of baseball games and then back to the studio. And then, uh you know, just grinding, man. That's that's the everyday life. That's what that's what I would do with or without an interview. It's just, just what it is. That's my normal.
0: This is rock and roll. Um, You know, but along that journey that you mentioned there, I mean, obviously, there's still some things that kind of get pushed to the side or maybe even taken for granted and, and stuff like that. But um, You know, when you guys finally got back together and started talking about like, look, we've got some changes in the lineup. uh, Did you kind of have a heart to heart conversation and and talk about what you were going through in the pandemic and looking forward and, you know, not taking these things for granted? And, you know, because I feel like a lot of people kind of experience those feelings.
1: I think we had a lot of those talks that you're saying when we finally got on the tour bus together. and We talked about more about how those things like, for example, even I remember one specifically when I was dealing with COVID. I remember I was having the shortness of breath towards the end of the two week period. And I remember talking to Haley about she goes, you know what I've been reading about that singers who sing their voice comes back a bit quicker. And and she was exactly right. So I remember looking to her as a sister, as a friend to be like, man, you know, as as a band member to be like, hey, guys, I don't want to let you down. I just, you know, I'm afraid I don't want to see my breathing get any worse than what it is. And and they were really supportive. I mean, you know, we uh doing the vocal lessons and trying to make sure I was doing that warm ups in the bus. And and I really felt like uh, the week after the COVID, my voice was was even stronger than mm. it was. So I don't know if that was just me just just in my head what it was, but it felt my voice. had felt a lot better because before the tour, I mean, I hadn't sing, I hadn't sang all out like that for you know, six months, seven months, eight months. So it's, it it, it had been a minute. So, and for anyone who's a singer, you realize even after warming up and, and, and uh, trying to keep it, tone throughout those that uh, six eight month the eight month period it was still different than going out there and, and doing press because we had a new album we had new singles out people wanted to do interviews and i like to do as many interviews as i can because nobody knows pop evil quite like i do so i want to talk to them i want to i want them to you know i always i always i always didn't like when i wanted to see that band and their interviews and i never could hear what the singer wanted to do i'm a singer so i was related <laughs> to singers so it was a little different so i always think about that kid out there that's a singer that's like I want to hear what the singer has to say so you know i try to do as many interviews as i can and uh you know just be honest about you know what i've been going through and and, uh you know but that stuff all works itself out when you're a musician and you do what you love it's just you just figure it out
0: when i first went back to see some live shows once things slowly started opening up and i just remember you know going back to what i was talking about taking things for granted i literally took live shows for granted and i i kind of had the feeling that fans did the same thing and so I know it was kind of a little bit harder to talk with fans uh, more personally once you got back uh, originally there. But did you did you sense a difference in the fans also? Were they feeling a bit more gracious to go out and see music, or what was your sense for you know this little bit of um, separation still that you kind of had with the fans there?
1: You felt all of it. Certainly, you felt the gratitude and and the. Uh... Uh, there was there was a little bit of fear, a little bit of uh, people feeling unsure, you know, I mean, I think it was a little bit of everything, you know, because the meet and greets, I think the meet and greet era is interesting because you really get hands on, uh, you know, you can talk to people, you, you can really feel what your fans are going through while they're going through it that day. So, you know, there was a lot of people that mixed emotions about everything, you know, they just wanted to, they just wanted to rock and again what we try to do on stage is not really get political about it we just wanted the music to do the talking and you know there's so many things being thrown at people in so many different directions we figured at least from our perspective the last thing they need from us is a lecture or preaching we just we just wanted to play our music and let people you know figure out for themselves i mean people are smarter than ever now with this social media era you you can be in tune to what's going on daily you know and what's going on in the world so people i think are a little more educated and making their own choices for what's best for them and their family. So I I think, you know, when you came at people with that angle, whether it was at a meet and greet or on stage and just kind of embraced where we are in the world, I think that you really got that gratitude. And those people were more open to just just have fun in the moment, whether it was a sold out show or whether it was just a, a smaller show, people were just glad to be there, you know, and they were just so, whether it was packed or whether there was a few just the intensity of the way they were giving back their energy to us, whether they were singing the lyrics or hands high in the sky, there was so much passion and a lot of emotion as well, man, a lot of tears and just kind of, you know, when this was threatened to maybe be taken away from all of us, I think it really reminds of just, just how much of Americana is in going to a live show during the summer or, or during throughout the year, just how much of a release that is from your everyday life to just get out there and sing along with your favorite artists and, you know, your favorite songs. So, um, and, and maybe I was just in tune to it differently than I, than I was before right. too. Cause there's, there's definitely, it definitely was emotional for me as well to, to, you know, for a period there didn't be, we didn't know if we'd be back at all. So it's, um, Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that.
0: Well, speaking of meet and greets, I mean, obviously we're not out of the pandemic, but things are better than they were a year ago, obviously. So uh, have you guys kind of put in place what the protocols are going to be for meet and greets or maybe the VIP experience? And if so, uh, what can you tell the fans who may be looking to uh, add a little extra to the ticket?
1: honest answer is I don't know a ton about the meet and greet stuff because I've been dealing with the uh, album writing and stuff. I don't deal with that day to day. But um, I know from a band member perspective, when we've talked as a band, we're ready to go like whatever, whatever the, the management and our, um, our label team feel is best for the fans. And we want to do that. You know, I mean, we've all been vaccinated. We've all done what we can. If, if they feel it's safe for us to, to wear a mask, cause they don't want to jeopardize the tour. I, we understand that side. We can do that. Or if they feel like, let's just go all in and you know, you guys just do it back to normal. Then we're cool with that too. I mean, I think there's an element, at least for us, that we understand that like this is our life we chose us. And at some point we got to go back to it. So, I mean, we're ready, to, we're ready to go. So uh, again, I don't know exactly how it's going to work out at the end of the day for our, this particular tour and this meet and greet, but that's kind of all I know at the moment where the band feels about it. Like we're, we're open to whatever we need to do. We just want to, we want to make sure there is a meet and greet and we want to make sure that, you know, everyone's safe, obviously, and we don't want to jeopardize the tour. So whatever they feel at the, whatever the, um, you know, the health guidelines are by the time the tour really kicks into play, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. If we have to adapt as, as it goes, then, you know, we're willing to do that as well. So bring it on.
0: Let's go. So many bands uh, who released albums kind of the same time you did, or, you know, even in 2020, um, where they just kind of got, you know, unfortunately, not pushed to the side, but just kind of lost and didn't didn't ever see its full way, I guess. Now you mentioned, you know, obviously Versatile is the most... Uh, popular album or successful album you've had since onyx which i think during this time that's pretty amazing to say that so what did you learn from you know marketing and and releasing and putting out songs or even putting out the album that uh you're going to take uh, moving forward to uh you know future releases of your albums
1: yeah that's a tough question you know because it's the landscape is always changing and the streaming environment is, is always different. You know, like now it seems like when she mastered MySpace, it was Facebook and then Facebook to Instagram and now it's TikTok. So <laughs> so I mean I don't I don't I wish I had a great answer for that. But I mean the reality is you just kind of go with it. Like I know the big thing we wanted to do this album is is to have all the assets lined up at once. Because you know sometimes with the vigorous tour schedule that is pop evil. You know, sometimes videos got to come later and whatnot. Just get it out. Let's get the tour going. You know, so it was great for us as a team to be able to get everything lined up and release it all at once to just create as much hype as we can with the fan base. Get them excited. And we want to be excited too. You know, when when it's kind of pieced together, it kind of it kind of has a different vibe. You know, so if we've learned anything just from our past in general, we always want to do it all at once if possible. But again, when you're on tour. Sometimes it's hard to get the band together to do music videos and of course Haley's in, in Europe so music videos sometimes with her is, 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 is a bit of a juggling act but um, you know, I, I just think it's just trying to not only consider and, and, and learn about things we did in the past but be open to new things because this landscape's always changing to always find new ways to entertain the market is is something we always want to do, whether it's a new, a special thing that you're, you're you're launching with your album, whether it's a special new video or a remix, like you're always trying to be creative in ways to, you know, bring more attention for the fans to enjoy the music.
0: You kind of did a uh, State of the Union uh, video that you put on Facebook uh, not, not too long ago. And, you know, one thing you did talk about, you know, was the video. And, you know, in your words, you said this might be, the best ever pop evil video we've ever done, which, you know, I mean, you guys have done some great videos in the past. So what is it that's really special about this one that really, you know, has you, you know, getting the feels, if you will.
1: Uh, number one, the water for sure. Any water video adds a whole new element. And it was, uh, I think, um, yeah, again, our director, Sam Shapiro, we've had many good video directors in the past, but Sam is special. You know, I mean, we, he's done a lot for the Danny Wimmer uh, presents uh, festival scene. And uh, we've met him over the years and just loved his editing and loved the way his his vision. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're, you you dream about a video director that has the eye, that can really get, and he's able to get his team assembled, that can really bring in, you know, that that vibe of the band, you know, and we've had a lot of great videos, but uh, kind of capturing the essence of the lineup or that band, mem- the band members is, is a challenge because you're trying to tell a story and you're trying to, you know, shoot the. Band members in a way that's uh, that's uh, not so in their face, but in their face. So it's 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 a challenge and so excited about getting Sam in there um, again, so excited about this particular lineup for pop people. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of built up energy that's obviously been caged for the past couple of years that wants to get out. And uh, I think that that had, I, again, I think every year we know a little bit more of who we are. We know a little bit more of what we want. Um, things we want to accomplish, things we want to do, Um, the vision becomes a little clearer, right? Because you're listening to your fans. You're trying things that don't work. You're trying things that work better. And you're trying things that just totally the fans love. So, you know, again, music videos are ideally not my favorite thing to do because there's just a lot of pressure behind it. You know, it's it's never who likes seeing a picture of themselves, you know, let alone a video. Everyone usually hates that video of themselves. You're like, I hate it. This one was different. It just felt it just felt different. It felt like it was um, what we needed, you know, for not only for us, but for the fan base. We just, with so many shows and tours canceled and rescheduled, we felt like there's a lot of people that haven't seen the band play. So we knew that we wanted a performance-based video. It was very important to us that, you know, fans just want to see us play. And uh, what a better song to just play in the eye of the storm. And we had to be in the middle of the eye of the storm and, uh, you know, see what it would feel like to just really be in that tough environment to show, you know, metaphorically, just, just what we've all been going through in life. You know, I mean, to play when that, that rains clog are all stacked up in your shoes or play when, you know, you, you're, you're, out of your comfort zone. You know, I think that's what a lot of us have had to do, you know, recently. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. So we wanted people to see us not only performing, but to see us out of our comfort zone and just to see what would come out of that. And uh, Sam was able to really get the visuals dialed in. His team is absolutely incredible. And, uh, and they, and they nailed it, you know? And, and again, once when, when, those of you who have been in this business or in life when stuff is a uh, special, it really kind of works. It, it kind of works itself out, man. And just, it always felt like this song had a mind of its own from the beginning. And we're just kind of just letting it lead the way, you know? So yeah. just putting the, putting the, uh, Putting the hand in God, let him. Let it's a higher power. It's already the song feels like it's bigger than any of us, and we're just trusting Him and trusting the song to just, you know, let it be what it's going to be.
0: Uh, final question today: You've had uh, seven number one songs, uh, many high-charting songs, but seven number one songs. So I always like to do artist picks. So. Uh, let's go back uh, to whenever you want to and pick one of those former number ones and, and tell me why you chose it and why it's still special to you.
1: They're like my kids, right? So tell <laughs> me, what, 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 what child do I like better than the rest? Uh, there's so many, so many stories. Trenches was huge just because it was our first. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge like uh, weight off our, you know, coming from a small town and, you know, hearing for years that everyone was telling you you're not going to make it and you can't do this. And, you know, being a brown guy trying to sing rock music when nobody looked like me growing up, um, all those kind of personal demons were you know kind of validated i was able to kind of let those things kind of wash away with that song so it's a very personal one to me torn to pieces again there's another one too with my dad passing away that was kind of my gift for 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 pops it was a song that never wanted to be a pop evil song but again when a song is bigger than you it kind of just does its thing and you just kind of got to trust it and follow it let it do its thing but breathe again too man that was a really that was a big one because coming off covid that was our first number one of a song that we never played one show ever. Right. No one ever saw us play that song ever. It went number one. So it was a huge compliment and it was a huge thank you uh, to our fan base to just all, all the requests, all, all the love and feedback we've got streaming wise on this song and, and uh, at radio. It was just very humbling to know that that song could reach number one when we didn't even play one show, you know? So it was a pretty, pretty amazing survivor. Our most recent um, just, just I think that one really touches me too, just because of all uh, we all we, we're also sur- we have all survived one of the toughest times of our existence maybe the toughest time of our existence you know to get through that and to uh you know to, to still see the tears every night to see those people singing that song back it just had extra extra um it just had extra meaning for me with that song and then of course now you know we'll see where the future goes but uh, they, they all, they all have a special place. So that's kind of a quick rundown of a couple of
0: them. That was, uh, that was definitely kind of a, a, a time travel there. And you know, the, the song "Torn to Pieces." I, I recalled uh, when you had just put that song out, uh, and my father had literally just passed away about the same time. And I recall listening to that song when I was flying from Austin back to Raleigh, and we had a conversation about that. So again, I thank you for that song. And I'm, I'm just one of millions of fans you've touched, man, with your music and. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. And and I see um, that uh, one city you're playing, you're not playing Austin, but you are playing Waco, which is about 100 miles north. So I don't recall you guys ever playing Waco before. So I I may just have to hop in the car after get off the air and head up there and check out the show, man.
1: Well, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have you anytime and being <laughs> close to you. I don't think we have played Waco either. So it yeah. would be be awesome. And, and the fan base in Texas keeps growing and growing. So hopefully that means we're, we're in Texas a lot more. Cause I love, I love the hangs with you, Lloyd. I just love you to death. You're such a great human being. And I just so grateful for you. Just, just, the, the way you support, you know, the rock and metal scene is just it's just so valuable. And there's not many. You're a true legend at what you do. And a, it's an honor to be your friend, for sure.
0: Well, thank you so much, man. 16 times this man has been on the Rock 30 leak of Katie. And uh, Eye of the Storm will be playing it all the way to number one, because I guarantee you that's where it's going, man.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I can't wait to see in person. And you get to hear this play this song live. I can't wait.